friend, you're listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey there, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited that you're here for episode one of Life Coach in Your Pocket. My name is Rachel Bailey, and I am a certified life coach, and I wasn't always a certified life coach, so I'd love for this episode for you to kind of get to know me, get to know my journey, and stay till the end because I'm going to give you some awesome inspired action steps that you can apply right now today. So the first thing I'm really excited to tell you is actually a very vulnerable share So a couple years ago now, I'm thinking it was 2018, if I'm remembering correctly, I announced everywhere that I was starting a podcast and I put it out there because that's what I was being told at the time is if you have a goal, just declare it, declare it out to the public and then everyone will see that you have this goal and it'll be more likely to follow through. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to tell the world that I'm going to start a podcast and I don't know what I'm doing or how to do it or what I'm going to say or anything, but I'm just going to tell the world and that'll, that'll be enough. So I posted on my Instagram. I posted on my Facebook. I told all my friends and family and followers that I was going to start this podcast. Mind you, this was two years ago. So the day of, I decided I was going to sit down and record. I sat down, I had my paper, I had my plan, I had everything together that I wanted to say to you. And I pressed the record button and I completely choked. I just stared at the garage band screen and no words came out. And I knew the message that I wanted to put out into the universe. But when it came to me sitting silently staring off at the computer, I just kind of choked. I froze. I didn't know how to get my message out there. And in that moment, I completely gave up. I gave up. I was like, I can't do this. This is going to be way harder than I thought. I can't believe this is so challenging for me because I love people and I love talking and I love doing Facebook lives and Instagram stories. But this felt so completely different. So anyway, the point of this story is that I gave up on that two years ago and kind of just hoped that people wouldn't notice. I, people, when people would ask me, oh, what happened to your podcast? I would just kind of <laughs> be like, well, you know, I'm still working on it or I would try to change the subject. But the truth of the matter was I didn't believe in myself at that moment that I could sit down and press record and bring a valuable message to my listeners. And I doubted myself. And so I don't know if you can relate to anything that I'm saying, but if you can, we're going to be really good friends because this whole theme, this new podcast launch is all about believing in yourself, believing in your dreams and overcoming obstacles and blocks when you hit them in life. And you know what? It happens in life where we're thinking that 
that we're on one path and then we hit a massive roadblock. And what do we do? Do we shrink? Do we give up? That's what I did. And I have an opportunity now to change that story. And so do you. So I'm excited to talk to you today about the power of believing in yourself and how I use that power to really kind of accomplish whatever it is in life that I want to accomplish. And you can do the exact same thing in your life. So I know you all might be wondering what shifted, what changed. Two years later, I am fully 100% committed to launching this podcast. And I'm sitting here and it's fun. And I have so much energy and excitement around it. And I'm truly blessed to be here. So what shifted for me in my mindset? The first thing is that I realized that I had some limiting beliefs that deserved to be looked at and taken care of. And the first limiting belief that I had was that it had to be perfect. I don't know if you can relate to perfectionism, but perfectionism really is the stopper of all stoppers. It's impossible. It's an impossible expectation that we put on ourselves for something to be perfect. And that perfectionism, for me anyways, froze me in time to the point where I choked and was unable to move forward. And once I was able to release the perfectionism and just adopt this idea that, you know what? It's okay for it to be good. It's okay for it to be okay. It's okay for it to be less than perfect because perfect is actually unattainable unless we're just talking in terms of the way that we imagine something in our mind or the way we think about something being perfect. Yet when we bring it into reality, there's always room for improvement. There's always room for growth. There's always room for feedback. And knowing that and adopting that has allowed me to try so many different things in life. It's allowed me to just breathe and thrive and try new things. And you know what? Allow myself to have a bad day or allow it to not be perfect because once something is out there in the universe, you can get better and you can make it better. I'll give you an example. My husband, Alex, is actually the one who did the music for me for this podcast. And he's a brilliant musician. He's a brilliant producer. And I knew he was gonna come up with something amazing. And in his own journey, he has learned that as as he sits down to create the music, it's about the idea and allowing the idea to evolve, to grow and to change throughout the course of writing the song. And then because he makes music oftentimes for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, because they want the music that isn't going to cost them royalties, right? So if entrepreneurs want songs behind their podcast or because they're doing a book launch or just to have in the background of their YouTube videos, they'll come to him for their songwriting needs. Well, what he'll do is he will, he'll kind of talk to them about what they're looking for to hear in the song, what they want to hear and what's the sound that they're going for. And then he'll put it into his genius and he'll make the song and then he'll send it back to the entrepreneur. Well, these entrepreneurs oftentimes are not musicians, yet they know that the song isn't exactly what they're looking for. 
So they will try their best to put feedback into language that's musical, even though they're not really musicians. So they'll say things like this. I've heard them say things like this. Could you make the song a little bit more climactic? Could you put more rise and more fall? Or could you use more cymbals or less drums? Whatever it is. So then we go back to the drawing board. And I say we because I'll sit down with my husband and and tinker around with songs with him. I'm not a musician by any means. Yet I do have a really good ear for the tempo and the music and the rhythm. And so I'll sit down with him and I'll, we'll tinker the song and then we'll send it back to the entrepreneur and we'll say, how about this? And then the entrepreneur will say, okay, I really like what you did in the middle. Could you change the end? And this goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until finally we get the final product. Here's the point to all of this that I want you to understand. As a creative musician and artist, My husband has two choices. He could get totally offended and irritated that these people are not accepting the song for what it is, or he can be adaptable, make changes to meet the person where they're at and to to give them what they want. He could also choose not to make the music at all because it wouldn't be perfect the first time. And so if you can relate to just not doing the thing at all, because it isn't going to be perfect the first time, this message is for you. Once you began to put yourself out there, you put one foot out there, you put one toe in the water, that's when you can actually improve on something that's starting to exist in reality. If it's in your head, you can't improve upon it. Yet as you start to call it into reality, you get better. And your project and product gets better and better and better as well. Believing in yourself is something that I kind of struggled with in my younger years, especially. It's something that I have grown into because of life coaching. And I'm so thankful and grateful for the life coaches that I've had, the mentors that I've had in my life that have seen in me everything that I could be. And I just couldn't see it myself yet. So I want to tell you about when I was a young child, I got into the sport of competitive figure skating. And I really loved the way figure skating made me feel. I didn't consider myself the best skater or anything. It was just about the fact that as soon as I stepped on the ice, the whole world disappeared around me. And it was just me and the ice, and the sound of the skates slicking on the ice, and the way that I felt like I was flying in the cold air. I can, I I hope that you're getting a picture because this to me, as, as soon as I stepped on the ice for the first time, I think I was nine years old, I felt home. I felt at home. And I began to pursue this journey of learning how to be a better figure skater until eventually turned into competitive figure skating. Well, I remember From the time I was really young, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be really cool to one day go to nationals or to one day go to these big competitions and meet figure skaters from all over the world and compete at this national level? And immediately, even at that young age, I thought, this isn't realistic. I thought, I'm not good enough. I thought, I've started too late in life. Too much time has gone by. These other competitive figure skaters have started younger. 
they've dedicated more time to this. They have more talent. They have more skill. I'll never make it. Mind you, okay, I was a young kid saying these things to myself. So I had a lot of of work to do on my mindset. And for the longest time, from ages, I'd say 12 to 17, 18 years old, skating for me became a love-hate relationship. I loved the way I felt when I first stepped on the ice. And if at any given point in time, I became frustrated with my performance that day, and I say performance because it's not that I was performing for other people. I really was performing for myself. If I was off at all, I did not have grace for myself. I became frustrated and I began to want to give up and just leave. Like if I didn't have any grace for myself, if I wasn't skating to the my expectation, forget it. I was just mood ruined and I'm out of here. And that was, I didn't show up as a bad sport to competitions or with my coach or with other skaters on the ice. This was all 100% internal. And I loved the sport and I hated the sport because really what I didn't hate the sport. I hated the way I would beat myself up afterward at each practice. And I wish if I could go back in time and tell myself at that young age, if you want to enjoy this and if you want to get better at this, you have to let yourself fall. You have to let yourself, quote unquote, fail. You have to let yourself have an off day. Enjoy this for what it is. Have gratitude for what it is. If I knew then what I know now, who knows? Who knows how different my journey would have been. Yet at a very young age, I wrote off my dream. I was like, forget it. This isn't happening. I'm not going to make it to nationals because I didn't believe in myself and the whole entire sport was frustrating for me at that time. Well, this story (laughs) has a turnaround moment for me. And that was in my later college years, I still wanted to skate for fun. I had gone through some frustrating years in with the sport in high school. Yet now in college, I was more just looking for community and connection and maybe a team of some kind. And I was just looking to have fun and and stay in shape. It wasn't that I was looking to be extremely competitive. I just wanted an outlet, really. And so I joined a local ice skating team in my local area where they were doing synchronized ice skating. Now, synchronized ice skating, if you know anything about it, is all skaters skating together in unity. And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to try this. It's a little bit different than single competitive skating, but I think I think I could get into being more collaborative and meeting new people. So I tried out for the team. I made the team. And on this competitive figure skating team, I had the best time. I made some of the best friends I've had in my life. We skated together every week and it was always just fun. We could laugh at ourselves if we messed up, if we fell, if we had an off day. We always had in the back of our mind that this was fun and we could laugh at ourselves and it was okay. And that made all the difference for me. Having these people around me that just truly loved the sport for what it was and didn't put any expectation or pressure on the performance aspect of it. It was just for fun. Well, anyways, because we were having so much fun, we actually got really 
good at this sport. And as a team, we qualified. So we went to a regional, they call it sectionals. It's sectionals, regionals. It's the language is different depending on the sport, but we went to a sectionals for synchronized ice skating in our local area to see if we would qualify for nationals. So we go to the sectionals event again with the mindset of we're going to have fun. We're going to do this as a team. We're in this together. We had a great time. We had probably one of the best performances to date, and we just felt really good about it. And we qualified for nationals. Well, at this point, nationals was a few months away. So we still had some time to perfect our skating and get better and practice and really get ourselves amped up for this national level competition. I, you guys, I had no expectations going into nationals because for me, I had already was on the mindset that I'm here for fun. This is something I do with my friends. This is for exercise. We do this every week. I just wanted to go and have a good time. And I had like kind of released this dream already that I was going to go to nationals and be amazing and have it as amazing performance and place at nationals. I had, even though that was still in the back of my mind from young childhood, I was like, well, this isn't that. This is different. I'm on a synchronized ice skating team. It's a completely different sport. And, you know, we're a small team. We're from a small town. We're probably not going to do, you know, we're probably not going to place. This is just going to be a fun experience. Okay. So I go, I go to this competition and again, we're in the mindset of let's have fun. Let's love what we're doing and let's love each other through it. And we had the best performance we've ever had in our lives. We left everything on the ice. We just skated so smoothly and we were, we could feel each other intuitively, instinctively. I knew what the girl to my right and the girl to my left was doing. We were in sync. It was brilliant. It was perfect. We did everything better than we'd ever had before. And we just felt amazing about it. We were like, that felt really good. And we got off the ice and our coach was like, that was so awesome. You guys are amazing. Like, how do you feel? And we're like, we feel amazing. Let's go home. (laughs) Cause we're like, that was great. And they're only going to announce the top four and we're competing against every other team in the nation here. So cool. Fun time, fun memories. Let's get some pictures. And I remember distinctly this moment after I skated, my mother called me. We were skating this huge arena. So imagine like if you've ever been to a huge arena where you've seen like a basketball game or something or a concert, we're in a huge arena like this. So I walk out so I can take the call in in kind of the hallway area. And I'm out there on the phone with my mom and she's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, oh, it went really well. You know, we feel really good about it. We loved our performance and I'm excited to come home and I'm excited to see you. And I hear over the loudspeaker going over the whole entire arena, them announce my team name. And I'm a little bit shocked. I'm like, what are they announcing? Like the spirit award? Cause this is something that they would do at nationals is sometimes they'd give teams like a spirit award to the most enthusiastic team or something. And I'm like, Mom, I think they're, I think we're getting a spirit award. I'm going to have to call you back. And I look through the doorway from the hallway into the arena and I can see my team losing their minds in the stands, jumping up and down, screaming, crying, hugging each other. I'm like, wow, they're really into this spirit award, I guess. 
let me go find out what's going on. So I hang up the phone with my mom. I walk over. I'm like, what's going on? And they're screaming, we are on the podium. We got fourth place in the nation. We're going to be on the podium. We're going to be on TV. We're going to get a medal. And I was like, what are you kidding me? This is amazing. Like, I don't know if you can even hear in my voice. I have chills all over my body because when I tell this story, it takes me right back there to feeling just the excitement and the love and the synergy and all of those feelings, the joy come flooding back into my body. And this moment in time was when I decided from here on out that I am unlimited, that I had this dream as a little girl that I wanted to one day go to nationals and place and get a medal on the podium. And for whatever reason, I was my own worst enemy and made it seem like it was never going to happen and made it feel like it was impossible. And when I just released all that and put my heart and soul into the things that made the sport fun for me, I went to nationals and took home a national medal. And from that moment, I took this meaning away. I really can do anything that I set my mind to when I believe in myself. And from that moment on, I have decided that I believe in myself. So when I come up against roadblocks or when I come up against challenges or I come to a moment where I'm like, I'm not sure if I can do this. I feel afraid. I feel scared. It's like, remember that moment. Anything is possible when you believe in yourself. And I have some really great inspired action steps for you. I would love to know right now where you're sitting. If you go back to a moment in time where you felt like anything was possible, that you were unstoppable, that you could do anything, go back to that time right now. See what you saw in that moment. Hear what you heard in that moment. And feel all those feelings of being unstoppable. Feel that adrenaline rush. Feel that joy. And tell me now that everything and anything is possible. And I have some inspired action steps for you today. So the first one is what is your moment? where you believed that anything was possible. Spend some time journaling about that moment and really allowing yourself to relive that moment. And then I'm going to ask you to ask yourself, what are the learnings that that moment brought to you? What's the main takeaway that you took from your moment? The meaning that I took from my moment is that I can do anything if I just believe. Your meaning could be the same or it could be different. But what is the lesson to be learned from that moment in time where anything was possible? And the next thing I want you to consider is where in your life are you allowing perfectionism to stop you? And how can you apply the learnings from your moment to release that perfectionism and just get started? What is the one thing that you know you were meant to come to this earth and do 
that thing, that purpose that lights you up. It is that thing that feeds your soul and serves other people. What is that thing? And how can you allow the learnings from your moment where you felt like anything was possible? How can you apply those learnings to getting started on that next right step for you? Thank you so much for listening today. I am so excited to be bringing you new lessons and new recordings every week. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe. Let me know your thoughts and your feedback. And if you'd like to send me your feedback directly, you can find me on Instagram at coach underscore Rachel underscore Bailey. I'm there. You can send me a DM to let me know that you listened to this podcast and you can send me requests for lessons or learnings that you'd like to receive in the upcoming episodes of Life Coach in Your Pocket. Thank you so much and I will see you next week. And remember, life is a journey and you're in the driver's seat. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.